You're listening to. Back to Books and Boba. It's a book club and podcast featuring books by Asian and Asian American authors. Um, my name is Marvin Yue, and I'm Ri Rayu, and we are your hosts. It's a mid-month episode. <laughs> yeah, we're here to bring you the um, latest news and uh, new releases uh, in the Asian American literary world. Um, Ri has been hard at work researching all the latest goings-ons in our community. Um, how have you been, Rita? It's been quite a couple of weeks since we last talked. Um, it feels I like feel like it, it's been a year since we last. Well, talked. I mean, yeah, I mean, it feels like that because of current events. But at least the world hasn't exploded yet. So, but I feel like we're mm. pretty like I've been reading and watching enough dystopian fiction to feel like I can like I can make a run at it if the world <laughs> does explode. You know? Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> um, what have you been up to? What What have you been reading? I've been busy reading Heroin Worship by Sarah Kuhn. Nice. And of course, I've been reading our book club pick, which is The Devotion of uh, Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. And it's been interesting so far. I only got through the first chapter. I just got my copy um, yesterday. So I'm going to start working yeah. on that. It book. starts fast. Like I was very, su- I thought like I would have to like wait till like chapter five until the <laughs> actual crime gets committed just by the pace of um, some thrillers and crime novels, but it starts off really quickly. So uh, nice. It was really, it happy seems like that. a more of like a infernal affairs departed style of like both sides yeah. are like chasing each kind of like um, what's the, um, was that crappy, not the crappy anime, but the crappy re- uh, Death Note. It's kind of like that, Death right? Death Note is amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm the talking original, about the Netflix. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not speak of the Netflix version. <laughs> it's coming out soon. Uh, I mean, I have a feeling I'm going to watch it, mm. but I don't think I'm going to be happy. <laughs> um, speaking of adaptations, I've been reading Wrinkle in Time. I still have not yeah. ever read that book, ever. It's my first time reading it, too. Okay. But... Um, What's interesting is I was going, I went back home and I was rummaging through my old things because my parents were telling me, you have too many, you have too many things here, get rid of them. (laughs) So I was going through my books and um, a lot of them were kind of crappy paperbacks that my mom got me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe there's a gem among these, like (laughs) among this trash. But I found Wrinkle in Time. And then I remember that when I was eight years old, I bought a copy on sale and then I was like, oh, I'll just read this later. Later being 21 years later. <laughs> you know, I've done that before. Where it's kind of like when you're buying groceries. Like, mm-hmm. I will, I'll definitely cook this head of cabbage later. And then later is throwing it out because it grew another yeah. head of cabbage on top of it. Well, <laughs> now I'm a grown grown adult. So I, I don't know. I'm never going to have that experience like as I can't reverse time. You know, it's like. Yeah. A lot of people does read it, Wrinkle in Time when they were does children. Does it live up to the hype? Are you like, are you getting more excited about the movie as you're reading it, or? Um, yeah, I think I'm definitely getting hyped up for the movie. I mean, I saw the trailer, and mm. the trailer looked amazing. And uh, so far, what I've read has been pretty great. Um, 
Yeah, like middle grade novels were very different back back in the day because <laughs> it was published like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't The Hobbit technically middle grade? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I like finished The Hobbit within like two hours <laughs> when I was like 11 years old. I still have never read The Hobbit. I've watched all three movies. Actually, that's a lie. I watched the, the second and third movies. I did not watch the first movie. Oh, you mean of, of, of the, the, Hobbit, Hobbit the Hobbit trilogy? Well, it's not really all that faithful to the books. Oh, to, really? I mean, to the book. There's only That's one true, book. There was no Legolas in the original Hobbit, right? Yeah, but that kind of made sense because, mm. like, uh, they do go to Mirkwood, and that's where Legolas is technically, like, a prince of. Oh. So, I mean, Legolas, the character, wasn't invented until much later. Right. So. But Hobbit, <laughs> definitely middle grade, and I don't know. It's a pretty easy read. You should yeah. probably read it at some point. I mean, I have my hands full with other books. I haven't really done as much reading the past couple of weeks um, because I've been busy with work stuff. But I'm still making my way through Night Fox Gambit. Um, and now that I have our monthly book, I'm going to start working through that too. Uh, once again, our August book club pick is The Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. Uh, and I'm looking forward to reading that. We're going to be talking about that at the end of the month on our um, end of month book club discussion episode. Um, it's gonna, This is book number 12. Yeah, 12 books. If you've One been with year. us from the very beginning, you've congratulations, you've read three times the number of books an average American reads in a year. Congratulations. So. Oh. Oh, I just remember you, you just gave me a copy of The Leavers by Lisa Ko. I, I got to yeah. crack that open, too. I still have your copy of I Believe in the Thing Called Love. It's a lot of stuff to read. Yeah, it was funny because we had um, we had a podcast potluck meeting <laughs> early, like be right before this recording. Yeah. And Quincy, who is the host of Asian um, Americana, Asian Americana yeah. he, he came up to me with the copy of Lisa Ko's book, The Leavers. And I was like, oh, I already read that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like well here you go well, and i was like well i guess i'll give this to marvin because at some point he needs to read it so i do yeah. i do well thank you to quincy for the copy of the book that i'm going to read after uh, our monthly book it's just funny how like people in our uh potluck family they're just like oh if there's a random book that i get in the mail i'll just give it to rira (laughs) she'll read it at some point probably probably um as we said at the top of the show this is our mid-month news episode where we talk about new releases and book news um so let's get started with uh august new releases Uh, we did cover some of this during our last episode but um here are the rest of the august new releases that you might be interested in written by asian and asian american authors uh, so first on our list is Sour Heart by Jenny Zhang, and it's published by Lenny Books, and it released on August 1st. In her debut collection of short stories, Jenny Zhang conjures the experience of immigration and adolescence through the eyes of Chinese-American daughters growing up in New York City. Cutting across generations and continents, moving from the fraught halls of a public school in Flushing, Queens, to the tumultuous, tumultuous streets of Shanghai, China, during the Cultural Revolution of the 1960s, these seven stories illuminate the complex and messy inner lives of girls struggling to define themselves. And that is Sour Heart by Jenny Zhang. I saw a lot of people posting on Instagram about this book. Yeah, it got a lot of buzz. And um, if I'm correct, Lenny Books is 
a random house imprint and it's Lena Dunham's uh book imprint. Okay. So that's nice. An interesting book fun fact. All right. Next up is All Inclusive by Farzana Doctor, um, published by Dundurn Press and released on August 5th. Amira does her best to keep her nights at a Mexican resort swinger scene as separate as possible from her day job at the same resort. But rumors have begun to swirl, and her job is on the line. And now her father, who abandoned her without a trace, is trying to get in touch from the afterlife. Oh. So, All Inclusive by Farzana Doctor, that came out in Canada because it's uh, the writer is Canadian. Okay. It came out uh, late last year and it's finally out in. So, this is the US release? The US release. Okay. Yeah. How does have, that work? I guess, like, so US stores weren't allowed to carry it until. Um, I think it's a bit different with when it comes to independent uh, publishers because I don't think they have the uh, the manpower to do, like, like a U.S. and Canadian right. like press thing. So okay, yeah. Well, that sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah, I heard that yeah. um, it has a lot of like LGBTQ inclusiveness, nice. and uh, um, I know Farzana, Farzana Doctor. She mm. won a Lambda Literary Award, which is like an award for LGBTQ uh, literature. Nice. So yeah, definitely. If you're interested in um, LGBTQ lit should probably check it out sounds very inclusive all inclusive by farzana <laughs> doctor <laughs> uh next on our list is the authentics by abdi nazamian and it's published by balzer and bray released on august 8th daria is an iranian american and proud of her heritage unlike some of the nose jobs in the clique led by her former best friend daria and her friends call themselves the authentics because they pride themselves on always keeping it real. But when Daria begins researching her family genealogy for a school project, she makes some unexpected discovery, unexpected discoveries that challenge her sense of herself and her family. As everything in her life is spinning out of control, can she figure out how to stay true to herself? And that is The Authentics by Abdi Nazamian. Nice. Yeah. Sounds so. YA. Yeah, it is yeah. YA. Wow, you guessed it. Right I can sense it now. I feel like I can like just find the blurb. <laughs> um, next up is The Epic Crush of Jeannie Lowe by F.C. Yee, published by Amulet Books and released on August 8th. When her sleepy Bay Area town comes under siege from Hellspawn straight out of Chinese folklore, 16-year-old overachiever Jeannie Lowe is forced to put her college prep activities on hold. Her only guide to this chaos is Quentin's son, the beguiling but maddening new student from China, who insists that Jeannie possesses an otherworldly strength to defeat the demons. But as Jeannie tries to master her newfound power, she finds the secret to her true nature is entwined with Quentin in a way she could never have imagined. Cool. I heard some great things about uh, At the Crush of Jeannie Lowe. A I lot saw, of people are excited about I've it. I've seen the cover for this. I feel like we've talked about this book before because I remember seeing the, the cover and how awesome it looks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's based on Chinese folklore. Yeah. And uh, like the Monkey King is in it or I think a reincarnation of the Monkey King. That's I'm not awesome. very familiar with Chinese folklore, but uh, it sounds <laughs> so, cool. Chinese folklore is a lot of like saints and spirits. Like not as much like little critters running around, but like... Uh-huh. Like, well, this one has demons in it. So yeah, I don't know how a lot that of fits demons. In. Well, we have like you guys have a Chinese hell, right? Yeah, it's. it's Is it hell. like Dante's Inferno? <laughs> it's like, um, I mean, it's it's ruled by a bull demon. Okay. Yeah. 
So like a minotaur. Kind of. You know the um have you ever seen Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah. It's kind of like that hell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I get you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> next on our list is Home Fire by Kamila Shamsi, published by Riverhead Books and released on August fifteenth. Isma is free. After years of watching out for her younger siblings in the wake of their mother's death, she ex- she's accepted an invitation from a mentor in America that allows her to resume a dream long deferred. But she can't stop worrying about Anika, her beautiful, headstrong sister back in London, or their brother, who's disappeared in pursuit of his own dream, to prove himself to the dark legacy of the jihadist father they never knew. When he resurfaces half a globe away... Isma's worst fears are confirmed. Then Iaman, a son, a son of a powerful political figure who made his career denouncing the backwardness of British Muslims, enters the sisters' lives, and suddenly the two families find their fates devastatingly entwined. And cool. that is Home Fire by Camilla Shamsi. It just came out yesterday. Yeah. Or yesterday as yesterday of this recording. for yeah. Yeah, we have to be careful with dates on this yeah, podcast. That's true. August 15th. If it's after August 15th, it's already out. It's already out. <laughs> uh, next up is The Mountain, colon, Stories by Paul Yoon, uh, published by Simon & Schuster, released on August 15th. In The Mountain, Paul Yoon displays a subtle, ethereal, and strikingly observant style with six thematically linked stories taking place across several continents and time periods and populated with characters who are connected by their traumatic pasts newly vagrant lives, and quests for solace in their futures. Though they exist in their own distinct worlds, from a sanatorium in the Hudson Valley to an inn in the Russian Far East, they are united by a struggle to reconcile their traumatic past in the wake of violence, big and small, spiritual and corporeal. A morphine-addicted nurse wanders through the decimated French countryside in search of purpose. A dissatisfied wife sporadically takes a train across Spain with a much younger man in the wake of a building explosion, a lost woman emigrates from Korea to Shanghai, where she aimlessly works in the camera sweatshop, trying fruitlessly to outrun the ghosts of her past. So it is a collection of short stories. Yeah. We haven't read a short story collection for our, our book club. I wonder how that would go. I guess we would just talk about each of the stories. I'm really hesitant to assign that, though, <laughs> because um, in my other book club, we've try doing short stories and it's very difficult to discuss them because like some people will like be more interested in one story compared to the other stories and then like all of our tastes are different so it's very hard to like focus on well good thing we have such a capable host that can lead our discussion uh it's so much pressure uh okay What's our last book? Here? Our last book is Star Swept by Mary Fan, published by Snowy Wings Publishing, and it releases on August 29th. In 2068, 20, 15-year-old Iris Lay plays viola at the Papilio School, a prestigious performing arts school sponsored by telepathic aliens called the Adriel. Born penniless, Iris's one shot at a better life is to attract an Adriel patron. But only the best get hired and competition is fierce. When an Adriel boy slips her a mysterious device for safekeeping, safekeeping, Iris soon finds herself lost in the kind of impossible love she depicts in her music and also finds herself on a dangerous quest to uncover secrets about Earth's alien allies. And that's Starswept by Mary Fan. This sounds really interesting. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, just like, sci-fi 
mixed in with music and like <laughs> aliens. I don't know. It's just like all these things that I don't normally see. Is this like a is a middle grade or YA? I think story. it's YA, but I'm mm. not sure. It's hard to tell if it's yeah. new adult or YA. It kind of reminds me of like I used to read the series called. Uh, it's like my my like fill in the blank is an alien. So my like my substitute teacher is an alien, and like it's a whole series mm-hmm. about kids who find themselves in space. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just I really like uh, particularly like anime shows about like musicians <laughs> so like corda de oro and like i've i've pretty much like read every single um like orchestra manga out there so i didn't even know this was a genre it is mm. <laughs> my lion april is also a really good one. i guess this is right up your alley then yeah it is <laughs> cover's really pretty too please send us a copy reba will read it um, and that's it for new releases. Um, if we missed anything or if there's anything that you know that's upcoming that we you that you would like us to highlight on the podcast, um, please send us a message. You can either contact us through our Goodreads group that you can reach by searching Books and Boba on Goodreads or um, at us on Twitter and Facebook. We're very active on Twitter, so <laughs> it's probably the best way to contact us. Yeah. Although we do want people to use our Goodreads forums more, too. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who's been posting on there. It's been really cool to see activity. and um, It really helps, too, because, um, like, I noticed that when you click on a book through um, through our Goodreads page, Mm -hmm. it shows, like, what everybody else rated. Mm. So I can, like, see, like, if people like the book that I picked. (laughs) And it's like, oh, this is really helpful. And sometimes if they write actual reviews, I can read their reviews, too. Nice. So I've been trying to review more books, but typing out reviews takes a lot of work. Yeah, I've been reviewing books just by giving star ratings. Just want to, like, review all the books that I read with, like, a GIF and, like, (laughs) make that, like, my review. That would be amazing. You should start a Tumblr. No. (laughs) Bookreviews.tumblr. It's a a bad place, Tumblr. Um, Moving on to book news, uh, Rira has compiled the latest big stories in the Asian American literary world, starting with there were some awards that were giving out uh, this past week. Yeah. The Hugo Awards happened. Yeah. That's we like mentioned the, that like a couple of months ago when the nominations came in. Yeah, there are quite a few nominations. Yeah, but uh, There was a long list of uh, Asian American and Asian authors nominated. Yeah. Um, Novelists, short stories, um, short story collections, um, yeah. novellas, graphic novels. But uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, N.K. Jemison for winning Best Novel. Uh, for her work, The Obelisk Gate. Uh, if I'm correct, she is the first Black writer to win a Hugo Award for Best Novel. Nice. And this is her second uh, consecutive year winning the title. So Yeah, I know. Um, this was the, this was the um, category that uh, Season Lee was also nominated for, yeah. for his, um, his third book in the series, I think. Third or second, I don't remember. Um. Congrats also to Marjorie Liu and Silent Takeda for winning the best graphic story for Monstrous Volume 1, Awakening. If you remember, that was one of our 12 books and boba picks for this year. That was our third pick. So, you know, we, we call it. We call it. <laughs> we call it like we seize it. And it was also, um, what is, nah. Um And this year's Hugo was pretty special because it also broke a Guinness record as the longest-running sci-fi awards 
ceremony ever. There's a Guinness Award. There's a Guinness record for, for everything. everything. Yeah. But yeah, interesting fact. Uh, the first Hugo Award was presented in 1953. I mean, at this point, don't they just win it for every single year? I guess this year they, they broke the record. They broke the right? record. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that... Um, because there's been a lot of articles about the Hugo Awards this year, um, about how pretty much all of the awards were swept up by women authors. Yeah. And that's pretty incredible, considering how, like, not that long ago, the Hugo Awards were criticized for only having white, <laughs> straight male authors in their categories. Well, it goes to show that science fiction is way more than just, like, a dude nerd obsession. Like, yeah. it's, it's everybody. I know right. that there's been uh, some controversy about the Hugo Awards, about like how um, like some people wanted like like more pop culture stuff to win, but then there were like mm. very like literary people who were like, no, but this work is important, yeah. even though it's technically haven't hasn't been read as it's it's as book by, awards. Yeah. They, someone needs to come up with like the MTV version of book awards. I mean, I think all <laughs> award ceremonies are just that <laughs> award ceremonies in the end just just read good books yeah watch good movies all these books are good though if you want a good list of and you're into sci-fi fantasy just check out any of the nominees of the at the hugo awards and you'll be i'm pretty sure you'll be satisfied yeah our next story is simon post acquired the hungry hearts an anthology from elsie chapman and caroline richmond that dives into the intersection of family culture and food in the lives of teens in a series of interconnected short stories by a group of best-selling authors, including Daniel Clayton, Rin Chipeco, um, Ellen O, Sarah Farazan, Zenia Menon, and more. Um, publication is slated for summer 2019. So there are a lot of uh, top-notch Asian-American authors included in this anthology. Well, I mean, we're talking about family, culture, and food. That's yeah, like I mean, that's the Asian-American like, story, Asian right story right there. That's the Asian-American story right there. Sandhya Menon is the author of When Dimple met rishi oh nice yeah um rin chipeco is the author of the bone witch elsie chapman who's like one of the curators she wrote the dueled series mm -hmm. so a lot of big names on there so i would definitely check it out when it comes out in yeah. i guess 2019 <laughs> that, that is got some time yeah that's a lot of time uh, next on our list is Sonia Shah's book, The Next Great Migration, was picked up by Bloomsbury. The publisher said that the book is a detailed look at the recent dislocation of millions of people due to political turmoil and natural disasters. Set for fall 2019, the book also argues that migration is not a crisis, but a solution. Cool. Sounds interesting. Sounds like a lot of things that we read. Yeah. Basically <laughs> um, taking a look at... I guess the current refugee crisis and um, putting a academic, it sounds like a more academic nonfiction book. Yeah, Sonia Shah is an investigative journalist. Okay. So yeah, it's definitely more academic, more, cool. more heavy nonfiction. Um, and our last story is um, Little Bee Books picked up Tina Cho's debut picture book, Rice from Heaven in which a South Korean girl helps with a secret kindness mission to send rice and balloons over the border to impoverished families in North Korea. Publication is slated for August 2018. North Korea. That's wow, pretty, that's been uh, a pretty hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty political book for a children's picture book. 
I don't know. They've been doing, I mean, it is political, but mm. uh, the whole sending things by balloon to across the border, that's been going on that's for true. a very long time. Don't they send like K-dramas and stuff too? And, like, yeah, K-pop USBs. Yeah. yeah. I remember when, um, what is it? Sony Pictures, the interview came out. <laughs> like they sent a whole bunch of like USBs with the movie on it. Oh man. I'm sure they were thrilled yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> And those are the top stories for uh, the month of August so far. Um, Thanks again to Rira for organizing and collecting these stories. Again, if we missed any big stories or if there's any new developments that you'd like to bring to our attention, um, please do so through our Goodreads forums and uh, social media. And yeah, that'll I guess that'll do it for this episode. Um, I know Rira's been working on some cool uh, features that she's been polling her audience about, so we'll be... Looking forward to present that in the future episode. Um, we're actually going to be interviewing Sarah Kuhn pretty soon, and hopefully that will be our next episode. Um, hopefully next week, but we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, the August Books and Boba Book Club pick is The Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. Start reading, because we're going to start, we're going to be discussing that at the end of the month. Um, and if you've already finished the book, uh, there's a South Korean movie adaptation of it. So I don't know how faithful the adaptation is, but it, <laughs> it might be something cool to watch yeah. if you've already read the book. Is it on Netflix or is it like... I don't know. I mean, it's a movie. People can find it. <laughs> find it however you can. Just go on Wikipedia and like <laughs> figure out the title. I'm not going to do the work for you. Uh, and... Uh, I guess we can call it. Uh, thanks again for listening to Books and Boba. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, please join our Books and Boba Goodreads group. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. And this episode of Books and Boba was hosted by Marvin Yue and Rira Yu and edited by Marvin Yue. Books and Boba is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. If you like this show, check out some of the other great programs of the Potluck Podcast Collective, including Saturday School, a podcast about Asian American pop culture and film history hosted by Ada Sang and Brian Hu. Check out Saturday School and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com. 